Thanks for listening to this podcast of Bet MGM Tonight. Our show is live every weeknight from 7 to 11 p.m. Eastern on Odyssey radio stations around the country, odyssey.com, as well as the Odyssey app. Let's talk with our guy right now, Patrick Everson, out in the desert. You can find his work with props.com. Pat, how was your weekend, man? How you doing? I'm doing great. My weekend was good. How was the weekend for the I, are the three of you all in? I apologize. I didn't hear in the uh, off time there uh, whether all three of you are in tonight or not. Well, we only have – there's two of us here right now. Trista got stuck in some NYC traffic, so it's Ryan and I. But you asked how our weekend went. I'll let Ryan talk about how glorious his weekend was and how he's been on a two-week heater. <laughs> my weekend was terrible, okay? I finally put my foot down and bet against the putrid Washington football team, and all of a sudden, Heineke's out there playing like his lifelong idol, Brett Favre, dealing and keeping the ball away from Tom Brady. And, Pat, I know you're laughing because you talked to these odds makers in these books. I did the Cardinal sin. I had the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to cover 10.5, doubled back when they are only 2.5-point favorites, almost tripled around the block and took them as 2.5-point dogs. But something told me, please, know when to hold them and know when to fold them. <laughs> and then on top of that, I lose twice with the with the Buccaneers, and I have freaking Tom Brady over 25 and a half completions. I guess you know where this is going. How many completions did he finish with, Pat? 25 on the nose. <laughs> and then on top of that, he had three plays. Three plays to run the clock out. And what did they do? Run the ball three straight times. <laughs> Just needed one completion. I had the worst weekend of my life. So how I, how am I doing? Terrible. Oh my goodness! I'm sorry. I'm sorry it went that way for you, Quentin. I had, I did all right this weekend. I oh. had Baylor money line. I had <laughs> same here. Hey Minnesota Pat, Iowa. same here, buddy. That, that, now we're talking. Now we're talking. Minnesota, <laughs> Iowa over that 37. It was like, look, all you need is one or two things to go a little off, and you'll get over 37. So I took that. And then uh, if you're gonna tell me that I get Aaron Rodgers at home, yep. laying only three points. I don't care if that guy's been sick for a year and is out there on crutches with one arm and a sling. If he's under center at home laying only three, and I understand it was three nothing into the fourth quarter. I don't know what the hell was going on out there at Lambeau, uh, as uh, uh, as as uh, Lombardi himself would have said, "What the hell's going on out here?" <laughs> but but I'm gonna take that. So I you know I felt like that was a reasonable play, and uh, so I had a decent weekend. Those are my three that were uh, noteworthy. Uh, Patrick Everson, who's joining us on the Roman guest line right now. So I'm glad that you brought up uh, Baylor. I was on Baylor this weekend as well, and I went with the money line and the spread. So this weekend, I'm looking to actually fade Baylor. And the reason being, I want to get your thoughts on what we're seeing here with this line. So Baylor, coming off that victory, Pat, they're one-point favorites on the road taking on Kansas State. And I love Kansas State. The market was wrong on them. The win total was 5.5. They're 7-3 and three on the season. But does this seem fishy to you where Kansas State's only one-point dogs against Baylor coming off – uh, one of their biggest wins, you know, in the last, really, I mean, last four or five years for that program. Right. I, I don't know. It, it just might be a little indicative of what they, you know, what odds makers think about the Big 12 in general on yeah. the top of the Big 12. But this game was one of the ones I discussed. There's an odds maker I discuss opening lines with every week on, on college football. And that article is up, just went up a couple of hours ago. In fact, I'm just finishing a video right now to go with it. It'll post as soon as I'm off with, uh, with the two of you. But Kansas State actually did open minus one. Granted, that's a pretty slim number. You can't open any shorter a favorite than that, uh, especially at home. But Kansas State opens minus one, and it flips to Baylor minus one and a half. I think it's still Baylor minus one and a half right now at this uh, at this particular book. Yes, it is. And the situation there was they were seeing sharp play come in on Baylor at plus one and minus one, as well as some early public support for the Bears as well, off of you know perhaps off of that. Uh, 
you know, off of that very big win, you know, really putting a dent in Oklahoma's college football playoff hopes for a team that had a ladder to climb anyway, even being undefeated. So it's, it's a, it's a fishy line. I mean, look, if you're going to ask me to, you know, if Baylor's one and if or one and a half and it gets any larger and you're saying, you know, you get Kansas state at home catching points. Uh, it's interesting to me. That's for sure. It could, that's, it could totally be a letdown spot for Baylor. Pat, I'm trying to look right now at some of these lines coming up here for my old Miss babies. Did we finally hit our win total? We got it. We got it. Yeah, we're good. I need I need some <laughs> of that money uh, to recoup after this weekend. What has been the most dramatic uh, um, information that you've gotten from some of the people that you've talked to um, at these books over the weekend? Well, for, with regard to NFL or, or college? College. Where do you want to go with that? College. Let me go college. It? Sticking with well, sticking with college. Then I think I think it's just this, to me this is the interesting development. It's not like it's earth shattering, but I think the interesting development is, and I'm trying to remind people about this as I write this: that rankings and polls are a lot different than odds. It's a different game, and that's why this week you have Oregon third in the college football playoff, yes. going to Utah, which I believe is 24th in the CFP, and Oregon is getting three points, yep. while Ohio State, number four in the college football playoff, Michigan State, number seven, Ohio State laying 20. It just tells you the, the you know what odds makers really think of these teams that are in the college football playoff. Now, odds makers are all in on Georgia and Alabama. They got, they've got no issues there. But you, and they're all in on, Oregon, on Ohio State, obviously, with Ohio State laying 20. But clearly, they are not convinced that Oregon is a CFP-worthy team if they're going to have them catching. And I'm not saying they shouldn't be catching three at Utah. Utah's good, and, and Oregon, you know, Oregon lost at Stanford, for goodness sake. And I know that was a long time ago. But, but on the flip side, Oregon also went to Ohio State and won, which is probably one of the main things that's keeping them in this top four. But I think it speaks to what oddsmakers think of Oregon's chances of getting into the college football playoff. And, uh, you know, and then you've got Cincinnati, you know, sitting at five, just seemingly stuck at five. I mean, how do they get in? Obviously somebody would have to lose, but I'll tell you what, if nobody loses, Cincinnati might not only, they might be lucky to even stay at five because one loss teams from Michigan, Michigan state, maybe even Oklahoma state, I think could jump them because of strength of schedule and potentially playing in like a big 10 or big 12 conference championship game or what have you. Um, I just think those are the kind of the most interesting dynamics where, again, I'm just trying to point out there's a big difference between rankings and polls and odds. Odds is about putting your money where your mouth is and the odds makers aren't buying Oregon and they're not buying Cincinnati. Yeah, yeah I completely agree. That's why I had to play Utah in that spot. I figured it was going to be a pick but to see the three actually kind of surprised me, Pat. I want to move over to the NFL and talk about one game where I saw some line movement, and if there's anything else you'd notice, you could throw it out there. But I'm looking sure. at that Saints-Eagles game where it's just flipped favorites now. Uh, the Eagles are now favored at home in Philly. One and a half is the number going against the Saints coming off a loss, but they did cover the number for us yesterday. Uh, your thoughts on that one and what you're seeing? Well, it did, I didn't see much much on this on Sunday night, and I'm going back just to just to uh, double check the yeah. odds here today on this one. Uh, with there's an odds maker, as I mentioned every week, an odds maker I talk to every Sunday night. And again, you got Philadelphia one and a half, which is actually up a tick from the minus one opener. I don't know. That's that's an interesting game. Um, I don't know what to make of that game, honestly. I, you know, Philadelphia went and you know took care of my Denver Broncos yesterday, unfortunately, and had little little trouble in that game it yeah. appeared uh, but uh 
I don't know what to make of that one. That's that's a that's a tough one, Ryan. For me, I don't know what to make of either of those two teams. And when that's the case, it's just like I'm I'm staying away. I'm not I'm not gonna I, I wouldn't want to play it. I wouldn't want to play it. I'm completely with you. All right, let me ask you about the futures market because the Chiefs win last night. I don't want to overreact. Mahomes look good. A lot of those were jump balls, but are we going to see anything move with the price with the Chiefs, or is this the best number you're going to get? They're ten to one right now. Like, let's say, like barring injury or a couple bad losses, do you think this is the best price you'll get on Kansas City, Pat? Yeah, I, I don't think it's going to get a whole lot shorter. It's it. I, I mean, a whole lot longer. I yeah. should say. As you, you mean by best price, yeah. what you can getting the most for your money. I don't know that it's going to get longer unless they revert to the form they they showed over much of the first half of the season. But that certainly wasn't apparent last night. And if they play well this weekend, if they just win against Dallas, I mean, I don't, I don't care how they play. If they beat Dallas, which is the best point spread team in the league and one of the best teams in the league, period, uh, notwithstanding how they somehow lost to my Denver Broncos, I, I can't figure that one out. But I'll take it, but I can't figure it out. Um, then I don't know that you're going to do much better than 10-1. to 1. So if you feel – now, I don't know if I feel this way, but if you feel like the Chiefs are putting it together – and you think they're going to make a run, I think you need to jump on them now. Because if they beat Dallas, that number's going to get shorter still. And if you even just look at this week, for example, last night uh, for the odds maker I speak with every week for my opening line report for the upcoming week of NFL games, they opened the, the Cowboys Chiefs at Pickham, and that was before the Chiefs game. And what the odds maker told me at that point was, you know, he said it'll be really interesting to see how the public plays this game based on what we've seen most of the season from the Chiefs. And he said, I think this could be a rare time when we are rooting for the Chiefs. And then he had the caveat. That is, unless they crush the Raiders tonight, then everyone will be back in. Well, they crushed the Raiders after that, after I got that comment. And he, you know, I, and then this morning when the line goes back on the board, the Chiefs are minus two and a half. So and they're two and a half right now. So it's not going to take a lot to convince the public to get back on board with Kansas City, especially after a performance like last night. Oh, how quickly they forget, Pat. Oh, how quickly. <laughs> I, I just it's like you read my mind. I was going through this Sunday slate, and I'm like two and a half. The best team against the spread, two and a half. They're dogs now. I'm I'm back in Dallas until they fail me. I'm not buying Kansas City. But hey, they'll come out there and hang forty and play some defense out of nowhere. <laughs> um, I got a question about a team that's kind of came out of nowhere, and now all of a sudden they're getting some respect for some odd reason. My Washington football team, who Taylor Heineke has literally just flipped the switch. I've never seen anything like it. This game against the Carolina Panthers, they are three-point dogs. Cam Newton is going to get the start, as Matt Stafford almost threw another pick there. <laughs> uh, Cam Newton's going to get the start in that game. Heineke is coming off a big win. That team is coming off a big win, of course, but they lose Chase Young on the season. What are you, what, what are you hearing about that line? The total is 43-and-a-half. This seems like a weird number, and it just screams stay away to me at the moment. But uh, what are you hearing about that game? I think that's a fair assessment, and it's up to three. The opening line with the odds maker I spoke to Sunday night was two and a half, and now it's Carolina three. It's, you know, I, I don't know what to – these are, again, two teams I don't know what to make of. Nobody saw that coming yesterday. I mean, no. Washington covering in that game as double digits. People could, you know, people can see that. Okay, so they covered. They were double digits of favorites, but the Buccaneers did their job and got the, got the, uh, got the slash – got the check in the win column, and that's all they need. But – you know, they did not trail in that game ever. <laughs> they were up 13-0 and they never trailed, which is, I mean, to me, though, it feels like an anomaly. And this game just feels like kind of an anomaly, too, that you just, it's, it's not necessarily one 
that you want to mess around with. Maybe Carolina is back and can climb into uh, the wild card picture and such in, in the NFC. I'm not necessarily sure. I mean, I guess we'll, you know, we'll see how McCaffrey keeps coming along and, and, you know, what, what, you know, and, and what Newton does and how they employ him and so forth. But um, yeah, I wouldn't want to mess with that game. Pat, <laughs> I wouldn't want to mess with that yeah, game. Yeah, same. Pat, we only got about 60 seconds here, give or take. Uh, anything else that you've noticed in NFL or college football, any line movement or anything? Yeah, like well, I, the big one I think was that uh, you know was the Cowboys yeah. game, was the Cowboys game going to going to two and a half, but going down the list and looking at some of these other games, uh, I think Packers Vikings is interesting. Packers open two and a half, still two and a half, and the odds maker I spoke with said, "Look, Green Bay has looked great on defense recently, and with Rodgers back under center, even though those first three quarters were a little rugged, uh, the Packers look like one of the most complete teams in the league." He said the book. He said all the books are probably going to need the Vikings pretty big here and then the Colts of Bills he's like listen the Sharps like the Bills and they had a sharp account on the look ahead line take the Colts plus seven last week against the Bills and now the Bills are seven again so don't be surprised if the wise guy money is coming in on the Colts this week love it Pat thanks so much man enjoy the week we'll talk again soon you bet Patrick Everson find his work props.com he joins us on the uh, Roman guest line you get a free online evaluation ongoing care for ED all from the comfort and privacy of your home Go to GetRoman.com slash BetQL now to get $15 off your first month. That's GetRoman.com slash BetQL.